Hi, I'm Iman, and this is your Ticket Away podcast, the show that takes you to incredible places, making you discover the richness of its cultures. Through our guest stories and experiences, we are going to learn what it takes to become a better traveler. In today's episode, I have invited my friend Rudin, a young traveler who has been to 13 different countries, to talk about travel scams and how you can avoid it while traveling. Hi Rudin, how Hi. are you going? Uh, yeah, I'm doing really well at the moment. Yeah, just chilling, trying to do my best with all the stuff that's happening still with the uh, the virus. Don't want to name it, but yeah. Yeah, I think the sanitary crisis really, you know, stop us from doing many things. But I think it's a nice moment for us to reflect on ourselves and try to do things differently. Yeah, sure. The thing is, though, like sometimes it could go the other way and you can kind of get stuck in like this this rut where you feel like nothing is changing and everything is staying the same. I definitely had my moments where I felt that way. But I am also, yeah, I've learned that switching it up and doing stuff differently helps a lot to deal with it. Yeah, right. So right now you're on the process of applying for a master in Korea? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I've already had like a touch base um, message exchange with the Korean embassy here in the Netherlands. Oh, right. And Perfect. yeah, they told me that um, the application starts in February. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm just gathering all the necessary documents that I have to fill in and stuff that I can just send it to the embassy in February. And if I get approved for the scholarship, I'll be applying for a couple of Korean universities for a master's degree. Yeah. Are you going back to Hanyan University? Because, oh, yeah. For people who don't know Rudin, actually, we met when we were both doing an exchange in Korea. We went to Hanyan University together. So are you applying to universities in Seoul? I am applying only to universities that are in the Seoul area. I think the furthest away from Seoul that I will apply is Suwon. Okay, yeah, I see. It's kind of close. Yeah, it's really close. It's like 30 kilometers away from the main city of Seoul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the main universities are just the big ones, the Sky Universities and Hanyang as well. I'm thinking of going there too. I've already had some talks with uh, some professors at Hanyang and they're already trying to convince me to <laughs> apply to Hanyang only, which is pretty funny. I mean, Hanyang University is a very beautiful place to study. So that might be a good choice. But today we're not talking about studies. We're not talking about universities. We are going to be talking about scams because everyone, at least once in their lives while traveling, had been scammed, whether or not they realize it, right? Yeah, I think that's a fair thing to say. Like you could unknowingly just pay too much for your taxi fare or maybe pay too much for the fruit you bought at the market or something. And that could be considered a scam. Yeah. So have you ever been scammed while traveling? Oh, yes, I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's go over the most common scams that travelers encounter while visiting new countries. And first one is, of course, taxi fare scams. 
you know, when you just arrive to the airport and you want to go to your hotel, you're tired, you have a lot of luggages, and you think that, oh, a taxi might be nice. And then, boom, it just happens. I think everyone can imagine what happens, but just to give everyone a clear picture. So basically, you, as you said, leave the uh, airport, for example, and take a taxi. And then when you arrive at the hotel, the taxi driver says, give me 50 euros. Yeah, while the hotel was like really close to you and it would never in any situation be that much. Yeah, I have a funny story about this scam. (laughs) Back in Korea, when I got there, I was with my father. So we were both very, very tired from our flight and we had so many luggages. And we thought like, yeah, why not take a taxi? So from the airport to Wangshimni, we had to pay something like 80 USDs, which was a lot of money. Then we were like, yeah, 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 maybe that's the fare. And, you know, it was comfortable, etc. When my father had to come back to Morocco, he took another taxi and the landlord took it for him and he talked with the taxi driver. So when he had to pay, he was expecting something like 80 USDs too, but he only paid 55. And then we realized that actually we have been scammed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how it goes. You really don't know unless you have some more experience with taxi fares there. I, uh, I had the same uh, warning when I went to Romania. I arrived at the airport and I had a friend who already lived there. Like she grew up in Romania all her life. And I asked her like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> uh, like, can I just take a taxi? And she was like, no, 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 no. Let me call the taxi for you. Otherwise, you'll pay like way too much money. So yeah, I was lucky enough that I had that for me. Just a friend that could help me out. But yeah, if not, I would have paid maybe like 50 euros for a fare that was eventually just like 10 euros from the airport. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. And I think like they just, you know, assume that you don't know the way. So sometimes they take you the long way or they're like, oh, yeah, the taxi meter is broken. Yeah, right. Really? What a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, it happens so much in, uh, in, in South Korea. I don't know if you've had it a lot, but. Yeah, I um, did actually. Yeah, in in like Itaewon, like the the foreigner areas of Seoul, mm-hmm. they always turn off their taxi meters. And when you ask them about it, they're like, "Oh no no no, it's okay, it's okay." <laughs> and because you can't understand Korean, they're like, "Oh yeah yeah yeah, we don't understand English, so yeah. shut up and sit." Yeah, and then they're just gonna scream at you, "Oh shimanon shimanon!" Like how much <laughs> they, how much they want from you? Yeah. Yeah, I try to avoid taxis as much as I could in Korea. So, you know, I prefer to take long rides of the subway because at least I'm going to be responsible for (laughs) where I go and uh, the time it will take me more and less. But yeah, sometimes you just have to take that taxi because maybe, you know... Yeah, you missed the last subway. uh Uh-huh. And same goes for the airport. Sometimes you arrive in a time where you cannot take public transportation and you... You just find yourself obliged to take the taxi. Yeah, or sometimes there is no public transportation line to the airport. Yeah, right. 
All right. Another thing that, you know, happened to me in my travels in general is money changing scams. When, for example, you get to the taxi and then you give them like a hundred dollars and then they give you like not enough change. And when you ask, they're <laughs> like, oh, you give me $50. Yeah, um, I've had it in Thailand when I uh, took taxis. Which is really, it's a really bad idea, by the way. If anyone's thinking of going to Thailand and especially Bangkok, don't take a, a regular cab if you just want to move a, around in the city. It's a really bad idea. Like you'll be stuck in traffic for like the entire day. If in like for a trip that would take like 10 minutes, you were gonna spend maybe 45 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I first arrived and I was like, oh, I'm going to take a cab and I'm going to use like the cash that I exchanged. And then they were like taking too much. And I wasn't dumb. I was already, you know, aware that this could happen. So I just spoke to him in English because I knew he understood it because we had a conversation in English. So he couldn't just pretend that he couldn't speak it. Right. Oh, yeah. So smart. Yeah, I just told him, this is not my change. I'm going to stay here in the cab until I get my change. <laughs> you know, you have the privilege to be a man and be able to do it. If I do it, I think I'm just going to put myself in trouble. No. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. It, you really have to see where you can pull this stuff yeah. off if you're a woman. Yeah, I'm lucky to just be able to do that stuff. <laughs> okay. Oh, and another scam I have encountered uh, many times in my traveling experiences is the big menu scam on fast foods. You're just tired and you get to the airport or maybe, you know, you get to the downtown or the center of the city and you just want to take a fast food because probably it's the only thing that is open at that time or it's your first reference or whatever reason. And they just serve you the biggest portions ever. Again, they pretend they don't understand English or your language. And you just have to deal with it. So did you have like this kind of scam happening to you? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't think I've ever experienced this type of scam. And if I have, then maybe I just thought, oh, they have nice portions here. Oh because... <laughs> Because I don't know if you remember, but I, I eat a lot. Like, I, I, I like, you know, heavy portions. Um, so, yeah, if this ever happened to me, I just want to thank the people that did okay. it. Because, like, I, I never paid more than I had to for the for the menus. So, I don't think it ever really happened to me. Now, in my case, they asked me to, you know, pay more. Like, it was, like, almost a double. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. No, I never had that, actually. I think I'm lucky in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I think the way you look, you're like a chameleon. So you kind of <laughs> look like a native, whatever you go. All right. Um, there is another scam. And I think you've had this at least once. It's let's be friends scams. You're like walking alone somewhere and you get approached by a seemingly friendly local that you know starts a conversation and then invites you to hang out they take you to certain restaurants or bars or whatever and they ask you to pay huge bills or you realize that your wallet is gone yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow this is uh, bringing back some repressed memories but <laughs> 
Yes, I've had this happen to me in Turkey. Uh, yep, in Istanbul, I, I had it happen to me. Uh, I was just sitting there one evening, chilling, drinking some nice cup of Turkish coffee, uh, close to the Hagia Sophia. Mm-hmm. And then I get approached by this guy who's like, hey, where are you from, man? I'm like, I just look at him like, oh, he seems friendly. I'm like, I'm from the Netherlands, man. Where are you from? He said, oh, oh, I'm from uh, Dubai, but I've been living here for like a couple of years, blah, 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 blah. And we have a conversation. And yeah, his story seems to check out. He seems friendly. He's like, hey, if you want to go get a drink, let's, let's go to a bar. I know a nice place. I'm like... Sure. Yeah, this sounds good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm willing to have some, uh, some drinks with someone, because mm-hmm. I've done it so many times where I've just, <laughs> you know, gone to a bar with someone that I just met and had a great evening. Yeah, and you feel like it's part of the experience to have like friends, and it's a good way to connect with locals or at least people that are there with you, right? Yeah, exactly. And also, I like the night before. I had a very nice experience with Turkish locals who I sat and drank tea with at a tea house for like the entire night and just having a conversation with them the entire evening and just having a great time with them all together. So I thought, okay, this this might just be something like that. Mm-hmm. Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Um, well, he, he, he just took a taxi to the place and it was quite far away from the Aya Sophia and I asked him was it Taksim? It was not in Taksim Square, no, but I don't remember where it was. I uh-huh. I probably my brain probably made me forget it. <laughs> oh my god, that was traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. No, so he we we went into the taxi, had a conversation in the taxi, and then we went to this place and we entered and it was empty oh my god and then that was the first red flag no that was oh uh, that that gave me like chills down my spine because like i saw just a bouncer the owner and two women dancing and nothing else so that that was like oh no (laughs) oh no i'm in (laughs) trouble (laughs) oh my god because if the place is good and it's a friday evening it should should be packed it should be packed to the brim with people so i was already uneasy when i when it happened and then we sat down and then they showed us the menu and the drinks were really expensive and then the girls that were dancing suddenly just walked up to us like hey where are you guys from (laughs) and i could tell they were in turkish and their accents were in turkish and I asked them, where are you guys from? And they were like, oh, we're from Uzbekistan. And then I was like, oh, no. Second red flag. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that that gave me a little bit of another red flag. And then they asked me how old I was. And I said, I'm 19. And that like that, I was genuinely. And they were like, oh, my God, you're so young. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they were like kind of shocked at that point. <laughs> and then we were both like, yeah, um, <laughs> what now? <laughs> So then I, w- I just told the guy, like, hey, uh, I got to leave. I got to go. I don't feel so well. I'm tired. I just came, you know, just arrived in Turkey. I got to go. He's like, oh, all right, man. I'll see you later. 
And then I w- walked to the door. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, freedom. Oh my God, I'm going to be gone. Yeah, and then... and then the bouncer just the, the the bouncer just stood in front of the door like no you're not going anywhere oh my god oh f- flip yeah um <laughs> okay yeah so then the owner walks up to me he's like you have to pay the seating fee of 500 euros i'm like oh my guy i'm a student i don't have 500 euros on me i don't even have that in my bank account <laughs> and he's like Oh, you don't have it on you? Let's just walk to the ATM, man. I'm like, okay, we're going to walk to the ATM. I was I was pooping myself at that oh point. Oh, my God. So we walked to the ATM with the owner of the place and the bouncer, like both of them just eyeing me. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, mister. I'm not going anywhere, no. So I, you know, go to the ATM mm-hmm. and... I was so lucky because what I did that day is I withdrew all my money that I was allowed to withdraw for that day because I have a daily limit. Mm -hmm. And I didn't show them the money I had on me. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have it in my wallet. I had it in in another pocket inside. That's another tip. Yeah. To never put all your money in one place. Or have a second wallet with you. Oh, that's smart. That's a very good one you could use as well. Yeah, you have your main wallet where you actually put like most of your money in Mm -hmm. and you have a second wallet that's in like your pants pockets, which is Mm -hmm. like has like maybe like 15 euros, like $10 in it. Just so if if there's some if if something happens, you can just show them like here's my wallet. Mm -hmm. It's it's got 10 bucks in it. You want the 10 bucks? Leave me alone. (laughs) Right. But yeah, I already was at my withdrawal limit that day. And I put in my my ATM card. I, of course, arched my back and like hid the the code. And I checked for like if there was a device in the ATM that they could scab me with. But there was nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I did that. And I, you know, they were like 500. I was like, okay, 500. Peep, 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 500. And... It didn't do it. It didn't work. It just withdrew like 10 (laughs) because 10 was all that was left of my withdrawing limit. And they were just looking at me like, what am I going to do with you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not a good candidate for scams. Yeah. You're like, "Mm, we tried this on a couple of people and it's always worked. But stupid student guy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So eventually they, what they did was they had a pin machine. So I, I had to pay with pin mm-hmm. and they, I, I told them, I'm not going to pay the 500. I don't have that in my bank account. You could just see that the ATM, they couldn't see that the ATM, I was lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were like, okay, I'm just going to lower it to a hundred. I was like, okay. Oh, wow, that's maybe- a nice scam discount. And I, and I said, what about 75? It was like 80. I'm like, okay, 80. Oh my God. You were bar- bargaining your scam. I was bargaining with a scam wow. because, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want any trouble because if I was like calling the police, who knows what the bouncer would have done to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, especially in Turkey. Yeah. So I was, I was lucky. I had a lucky break there, but I, that gave me a good taught me a good lesson to get out early if you sense a red flag like i should have left when i saw that the place was empty exactly yeah the first red flag whenever you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. 
you have to you just have to stop you know this happened to me actually last january my best friend is french so she came to morocco with two of her friends so they were all re- european and you know blonde and most of them had yeah, like blue yeah, eyes you typical know? typical uh tourists in morocco and then um we went to marrakech which is one of the most attractive cities in morocco and uh we were you know just having some fun we we were walking around and it was time for us to go back home and um we had to take a cab but uh we were four and uh i didn't want to leave anyone behind and then we were like trying to to find the taxi and then because they were with me and they were the typical tourists everyone wanted to give us a ride when i say everyone it was like five taxi drivers like fighting between each other literally to to get us and one of them told us yeah i'm going to take you the four of you and for me it was like what a relief like i'm not going to leave anyone behind and uh you know i'm going to have them with me we went for that option and when literally i opened the door and uh at the moment i opened the door i felt so uncomfortable and i was like wait stop and think i was feeling it like in my guts that something was wrong and i look at my best friend and she was like what's wrong and i told her girl i don't feel that and she's like if you don't feel it let's get out of here and this is what we did and the the taxi driver was almost fighting with us you know many things can happen and you really don't want to to have this kind of trouble that was something that really marked me because whenever you're traveling or even in your own country whenever you feel that something is wrong yeah don't say no 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 because yesterday i had this experience everything went well then today is going to be the same mm-hmm. thing right yeah no i think your gut feeling in these situations is very important because there is if if it feels wrong for whatever reason there probably is something wrong you just can't really place right. it and if there is something wrong that you can feel there probably is something wrong in the bigger scheme of things exactly so your gut feeling is really important with these types of things especially when you're in a foreign country right mm-hmm. so you don't know much you don't know much at all you can read all about it but you don't really know anything exactly exactly and especially if you're like a solo traveler you don't have another person like to rely on to kind of have external help right. for example i was with my best friend and we talked you know we communicated and she enforces the belief that this didn't feel right yeah she felt it too yeah and I was a solo traveler for the the big trip I made when I uh visited like five different countries in one go mm-hmm. all across Asia. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't have anyone to back me up. <laughs> um so yeah, for me it was really important to just see what happens and how I felt about things and yeah, I kind of messed up one time, but there are some other examples where the my god feeling kind of saved me. Mm, yeah. you know intuition and guts while traveling can save lives yeah another type of scam i i got well not really stuck in but like that was tried on me a couple of times was in thailand as well mm-hmm. it was uh the 
the suits scam. Like Thailand has a very good industry of textiles and high-end uh, suit manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are a lot of scams <laughs> of people that are uh, that will get you in their store, show you some some of their textiles and how, how they make the suits. And then they're like, you're in here now, you have to buy a suit, otherwise you can't leave. Oh, by force? Yeah, they will force you to oh buy. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I had that happen to me once. I, w- I was just like interested to see the suits because, you know, I just wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, a, just a tourist. I just want to see things. So I was of like, course. okay, I'll go into your store and watch the suits. Yeah, they were like, okay, so now you've seen the suits, you're going to buy at least one. And I told them, how much are you selling them for? And he said, $400. I said, no way. You're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then all his friends just suddenly came into the store. Like, I thought they were all, like, other customers. Oh, my God. But no, they were his friends. So there I was, one guy with, like, surrounded by four other people who are just, like, staring you down, <laughs> trying to get you to buy. At this oh point, I've experienced so much like this didn't really phase me at all i just looked them all like i just looked at them all and then i looked at the guy that told me and i looked him in the eye and i told him no way i'm leaving right now (laughs) (laughs) and that was enough i I, that was all it took it just yeah just stern eye contact because he knows that i'm like a foreigner and i'm in thailand like i'm a westerner in thailand what's he gonna do to me yeah yeah i mean you know, the countries protect tourists and you don't have to worry that much. It's just that mm, sometimes they try to scare you. Yeah, intimidation is a very prevalent tactic when it comes to these people. Like if they can't do it a certain way, then they're going to try to intimidate you into doing something for them. Yeah, but most probably they can't really harm you because they know that the country is going to react to it. Yes, yeah. And especially if it's a country that is very reliant on tourism. Yeah. There is also another scam. Uh, It never happened to me. And I'm glad because this one is kind of tricky. It's the fake cops scam. Fake cops. Yeah. You know, some people said that they get approached by this seemingly looking cop or official Mm -hmm. and uh, this person asked the traveler for their ID. So when you're traveling, of course, the last thing you want is to have problems, right? Yeah, exactly. So as a normal person, you would give your ID to this person, which is actually not a real cop. And then they will fine you for no good reason. And uh, they ask you to pay immediately or else you're not going to get your ID back or that they will have to take you to someplace. Yeah. So this is a very tricky one because, you know, if I was in Turkey or Malaysia or Hong Kong and I had someone looking like a cop or an official asking for my ID, of course I will give it to them. But the thing is, you cannot be fined and be asked to pay right away. If it's a real cop, let's say you did something you didn't realize, they're going to give you a ticket and you're going to have to pay in the police station. Yeah, yes. Or you, um, you know, get sent the invoice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this happened to many people. Uh, we, we hear many stories where people got in real trouble because of that. So whenever someone that looks like an official asks for your ID, 
Just show it to them, but don't give it to them just to be safe. And if they find you, they have to give you a ticket and never ask you to pay right away. Yeah, this is very important to remember. When you're traveling abroad, your ID is the most important thing that you have with you. Right. More than money. More than money. The money you like the money you can get from other avenues. The ID. If you lose your ID and you're not close to an embassy, mm -hmm. you are in big trouble. Yeah. So the ID is the most valuable thing you can own or you can have while traveling. More than your jewelry, your fancy bags, whatever. Just make sure your ID is in a safe place. Literally, you know, Rudin, when I was backpacking, I was literally hugging my ID while I was sleeping <laughs> and the money was just somewhere on my backpack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the money is really not important compared yeah, exactly. to the ID. So, yeah, hold on to that baby as tightly as you can. Like, don't make sure they can't just snag it away from you <laughs> like you have a death grip on that thing you will never let that go so just be careful and if you lose your id or something happens you have to immediately report to your embassy for all my listeners out there be safe be careful and yeah <laughs> keep your ids please <laughs> okay um i think we're gonna wrap up this uh, episode on a positive uh, note <laughs> shall we yeah yeah of course so we've talked about a lot of scary stuff here yeah, right. but i'll assure you that traveling is like the most amazing thing you can do experiencing all these places firsthand and seeing all the people and like really being immersed in another culture and experiencing everything a country has to offer these scams Uh, if they happen to you and if you're a victim of them, should not ruin your entire experience. Like Exactly. I've been scammed in Turkey and I still had a wonderful time in Turkey. They tried to scam me in Thailand so many times <laughs> and I still had an, an amazing time in, in Thailand. It's just part of the course to just know how to navigate yourself within the country around all those camps and still have a great time. Yeah, as Rudin said, being scammed while traveling is a common thing that happens to everyone, even the professional travelers. You know, when it happens, you have to try to deal with it, have the good reflexes, take back the control and don't let yourself be intimidated by these people. And whenever you feel a discomfort, you have to stop everything and think for a second and then try to... Avoid the situation. Being scammed shouldn't be a reason for you to avoid traveling or have this fear. It might be something that's going to help you grow as an individual, as a traveler, and learn how to navigate, as Rodin was saying. So travel, experience, discover, be hungry to learn new things new and try new dishes and new uh, cultural experiences, meet people, talk to them, connect. But Keep in mind that not everyone is good and not everyone has good intentions. Mm -hmm. And just try to protect yourself while having so much fun. Now we came to the end of this episode. And what I like to do is to try and teach my guests a word in Arabic. And uh, the word I chose for this episode is hadar. Hadar. Okay. Do you know what it means? No, I don't know what it means. I don't speak Fosha. Mm -hmm. So what does hadar mean? Yeah, hadar means being careful. 
Right. Yeah, I think that's a very good word to link to the episode. Yeah, حذر. كل لازم لازم نصير حذرين. Right. Exactly. لازم نكون حذرين. All my travelers out there, they should be حذرين. They should be careful and uh, just take care of themselves while traveling. Yeah. This is the end of this episode. Thank you very much, Rudin, for being part of this episode. I have so much fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Thank you for joining us this week on Your Ticket Away podcast. Make sure to connect with us on Instagram at Your Ticket Away. See you next week. Bye.